This is it. This is it. The podcast, My Road Trips Planner. Hey, my name is Shane. Welcome. If you're looking for a podcast that talks about road trips, you found it right here, right now. So this will be our last episode for a series on putting together a group trip. And so I'm hoping that excuse me, that there has been a lot of information and I hope that it helps. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, from all the way back on Monday, knowing, you know, always, I always go back to the three questions. Who's coming? What's my destination? And what's my budget? When those three questions are answered, it really does help when planning a road trip. And when it comes to groups, you always, always want to know who's coming first before you make that decision. Unless you've already made a decision, you know you're going to one place and then you're going to And then you're going to start planning. And then you say, hey, we're going to do this trip. Who would like to come? And that happens sometimes. You already know what's going to happen, where you're going to go, what you're doing. The second is planning. And and making sure that you put together when you're planning, you know, look through everything. But when you know who's coming... And you know what you're able to do. So if someone has, knowing that people have the ability to walk, if they can't walk, then you have to figure out a different way. And then you, but then you need to know how much time you're going to spend. Because as in the second one, you know, time dictates your budget. So knowing that we talked about a one day group trip and now you're able to start planning out how much the days, how much you need throughout the day, and how much per person. And I know we came to, you know, about a hundred dollars per person out of the activities we we're gonna do during it, walking the whole trail, Freedom Trail, and also, you know, meals, taking the subway one way, like, you know, putting these all these things together. And then you can create an itinerary. And then when you put your itinerary together, the people know what you're exactly gonna do. And then, as in the last podcast, we talked about giving clear expectations. So one, answering the two first questions. Who's coming and what's your destination? And then second, how much time do you have Because time will dictate your budget. And three, having an itinerary so that people know what you're doing. And then the fourth thing is give clear expectations. Now, the fifth thing I want to talk about and the last thing is being on the trip itself. And understanding that life 
and trips parallel with each other. And we know that in life, it's not always perfect. There are going to be things that, you know, can knock you down in life, can hurt you, all these things. And so what's really great is having, well, having the same mindset when you go into a road trip that, hey, like things could happen. What do we do if, if these things could, if these things do happen? So one thing is, is that knowing, you know, hey, like I can call if I, if I blow a tire, I can call this company or I know how to change a tire, which I do know how to change a tire because I used to change tires um, for a small tire company in Stratford. And that is shout out to Burns Tires. And so, and that's Stratford, Connecticut. And so I, I learned how to change tires there. And so, you know, for me to change a flat, it's not that hard. I've done it many times. And I've also physically changed the tire too on a machine to put a new tire on. So, so I understand those things. But also, it's not just the driving part, but it's there when you are at the destination and trying, you know, you're, you're at. And so one thing, you know, I'll, I'll talk about a personal trip. I've talked about this before, Disney World. We learned that we can't do everything in our time frame. We need to take breaks. We need to um, re, re-look at what's going on and saying to ourselves, is it worth keeping our kids up on, you know, for a longer period of time and that they're more tired, they're exhausted, but we're at Disney World. We got it. And it's like, well, their age. Now, if they were like 13, 14 years old, I think my kids could have done everything and they would have enjoyed it. They would have thrown themselves at everything that Disney had to offer but they're nine and five years old. So we had to reevaluate what was happening and what we were going to do. And so you have to think on your feet when you're on the trip. And so on the Boston trip, we didn't, there wasn't a lot of things that went wrong, really. Um, I mean, there was a lot of walking and some people might've started getting tired, but the nice thing is nobody really whined. We thought there was an issue, so we're, so I decided to buy one, it's called a Charlie Pass. And so the Charlie um, Pass is to get on the, what they call the T in Boston. And so I go ahead and buy one, but I put enough for the amount of people we had. So let's say we have 15 people, right? So I buy at least 15 rides worth. So we start swiping the card and sometimes it wouldn't go right through, but eventually everyone came through. Well, when I went to go swipe it for myself, cause I was the last person, it said something like insignificant funds. And I was like, wait, what, what happened? I swiped it again. And, and again, something, it said something. And I was like, oh man, I'm not going to get through. So my buddy, John, who's with me is like, he's like, oh, oh, shame. What happened? You know? And I'm just like, oh, what's, you know, and I'm about to get frustrated, but I'm like, I know there's nothing wrong with this card. I know I picked exactly enough rides. I took a deep breath and I slid it one more time and it went right through. And so I think that's the thing. You know, we have to in life think about 
those things. Think about, you know, if, if something happens, if something goes wrong, just be prepared to pivot and say, hey, you know what? Like, I know this could be a problem, but I need to step back and take a deep breath. And so I know I made a mistake one time. So I took a group to New York City. And again, thank God my buddy John was there, uh, Johnny B. And he essentially saved the day. And so what happened was I got this parking coupon and I didn't read the whole thing. And so when I went to go give the cash to the tenant, the parking attendant, he said, you can't use this. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I can't use this. And I'm, I'm like, I'm starting to get mad because it's like, it's been such a long day. We've been in New York City um, since like, you know, 10 in the morning. It's eight o'clock at night now. And you're telling me I can't pay it in cash. He's like, no, you can only pay it in card. And I was like, come on. And he's like, no, no, that's how it is. And like, I'm getting frustrated. So finally, my buddy John was like, he just gives the guy the card and just like, hey, just run this. And I was like, no, 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 he needs to. And like, and, and my buddy John was like, I got this. And so he took care of it. So essentially, like, I took the receipt, gave him the cash. And and it was just the point of like, I just felt like he could have done it. But then it was like, well, it's like, Shane, it says it on there. It's only for cards. So I, I've come to the point now where I have a backup plan. And so while we were on the Boston trip, and I might have said this earlier, that we did have a mistake. And what happened was... I'm at the machine to pay for parking. And so just to give you a picture, what's really cool about Boston is that under the Boston Commons is where you you can park. And what I really I like about it is the first site on the Freedom Trail. And so there's a lot of parking. And again, I think I, I said this too. It's $18 on Saturday to park there. And it was per vehicle, which was great. 18 bucks is, is great to park um, in the city. And that's all day. And so essentially what happened was I, I had the Visa gift card that I had purchased. And so you walk into these little like, they look like tiny little houses, but it's essentially stairs that they just go down into the parking garage underneath. And so... I essentially was like, all right, so what do we need to do? And so I start to pay. And so I get my Visa gift card out that I put money on. And so it's working. It's going good. You know, and I, but, you know, but the issue is I just paid dinner with it. And dinner was not cheap. And it took most of the card. And so what happened was when I went to go swipe it again. So when you use a Visa gift card, at a restaurant, they will hold up to 20% to make sure there's enough money. And they essentially, they'll release it afterwards, but they'll hold up to 20% to make sure that you have enough funds. And and also, if you decide to put a tip down too. And so, we had too many people, so there the tip was already built in to our price. And so what happened was, I went to go swipe it again, and they were still holding the 20%. And 
And so I was like, oh no, I must have used it all. Well, I didn't use it all. There was still money left, but it was holding it. So I was like, oh, so I was a little annoyed, but I knew, I was like, well, I got cash. And so I look at the machine, they have a place for it, and it's like, does not accept cash. And I'm like, oh. So I was like, all right, again, I remember this from last time. I was like, I have my card with me. I use my card, I use the cash, I take the receipt. So then, you know, people know that I use this money, but I have a receipt for it. And, but I was able to fix that because it was almost like if I didn't, we were going, you know, one of the vans were not gonna get out, but you know, we're gonna pay the $18. And so at the end of the day, so I wanna bring this back down, is that you just wanna have, you know, contingency plans just in case things happen. And being prepared, but listen, you're not gonna be prepared for everything. There's gonna come times where you have to like step back and be like, I don't know if I could take care of this, I need help. And that's okay too. But I think the biggest thing is you want to plan. You want to be able to have the ability to pivot and to maybe make a 180 degree turn where you just like gotta turn around. And give people space too. Because if you're on a if you're on a trip of group, a group, you want to be able to let everyone have their space. And so I think one of the biggest things we want to think about when we're on a trip is make sure there's plenty of room in the vehicles and also make sure there's plenty of room when you go to a restaurant. You know, when I go to a restaurant sometimes, they just try to squeeze us all in. Now, I'm not the biggest person my size, but I'm a pretty big individual for someone who's about 5'10". And so I got wide shoulders. You put me in a booth. You can't stick two or three of us in a regular booth. You just can't. And it happened, you know, I remember many times going with a group and people would just like try to just shove us in a booth. And I'd be like, we're not going to fit. And like, they stare at you like, what are you talking about? There's plenty of room. And I'm like, there's just not, I'm sorry. And so I, you know, so I just come to the point where I'm just like, you know, I'll check the situation and then we'll figure out what really needs to be done. And so that's why I always just prepare and say, hey, sometimes I got to be like, hey, we need a bigger area. Oh, but yeah, I was like, you just need a bigger area. It just happens. It's okay. And I think that's the other thing. Be able to talk about things, be able to say questions. Don't don't feel like you can't, you know, have the kind of trip you want. So again, the first thing is, let's start off with who's coming, what's your destination? You get that done. Second, you want to work on what is your time frame because your your time dictates your budget. Three, have an itinerary. You always want to have an itinerary so people know what's happening throughout that day. Number four, make sure you give clear expectations so people understand what the trip is going to look like, what are they going to need on trips. And number five, be prepared to pivot on a trip. 
be prepared to have a second way of doing things. If the first way doesn't work, maybe the second, maybe have a third. And just be prepared that sometimes it's not going to go perfect. Just like in life, everything's not going to work out perfect. But at the end of the day, you can have a great trip. If you can put an itinerary together, know who's coming, all these things, these these five things we've talked about, put them together, you know, know who's coming, what's your destination, know, you know, as I said, put together itinerary. There's so many things you can do, but just be prepared. I think it's the biggest thing. Give yourself time to plan. So my name is Shane. This is it. This is it. The podcast, My Road Trips Planner. Thank you for listening. And hey, the road's open. Let's drive.